0: hey there welcome to truth espresso all you friends family foes and lurkers (laughs) this is your host daniel minnick and along with my sweet beautiful co-host and wife chelsea thank you for doing this with me again sweetheart
1: Yeah, thank you for letting me join in with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we are going through Pride Month, (laughs) kind of this month, as it's so-called Pride Month. We are covering some topics and some uh, news that's been coming out with Pride Month related to it, and yeah, there's just so much. It'd be like drinking from a fire hose, trying to cover everything, so we can't do that. We gotta be a little bit selective here, but we pull some... Articles of interest to try to make some points about what's going on, some biblical points about the confusion that Pride Month brings and its attack on God's design. And so last week, last episode, we went over the Drag the Kids to Pride event in Texas And we're going to start off with an article talking about more drag, and then we'll get into trans stuff and... some ways how they're different how they're related but especially how they're related to destroying children destroying the definition of really what is a woman (laughs) you know and i know matt walsh made a documentary about that that's kind of his search to an answer to that simple question and we're going to kind of get into that same question with all this confusion and so the first article I'd like to get at is one uh, reported by MetroWeekly.com. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. And it's interesting, as I was trying to research articles on this particular event... There was almost no article unless it came from like a Christian source reporting on it that showed any favoritism toward the other side. It was almost like, can you believe these freaks who didn't show acceptance to the drag queens here? And so a library in California was hosting a drag queen story hour. (laughs) where drag queens are invited in to do story hour. No, story hour in libraries has been around for a while. If you're a grandparent or if you have grandparents, they could tell you about maybe some of the story hours that they've attended in a library. And it's been, you know, just kind of an innocuous thing where maybe a dad or a mom or a school teacher might just read books to kids. And it was kind of a way to have kids learn things and be entertained through <laughs> Something totally innocuous here, but that's being replaced a lot by drag queens reading books to children in libraries. And so, on this event, this uh, California library, some protesters actually entered the library and disrupted the event. And so, with the last week's episode, we talked about one protester who was kind of heckled outside. But in this one, a group of several protesters actually entered the library and disrupted the event. And so they were basically asking the parents why they're letting this happen. Why are they letting these men dressed like women read stories to their kids, especially if they know what these drag people are like? So I want to read a few statements from this article and just kind of comment on it a little bit because the article does kind of raise some questions, raise some points. So, according to the article, quote, local police and prosecutors have launched a hate crime investigation after several members of the right-wing group The Proud Boys barged into and disrupted a drag queen story hour event at a library in San Lorenzo, California, unquote. So, (laughs) the articles, yeah, when I was researching this event, most of the articles would refer to a hate crime. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting when you think about it, like, what do we usually think of hate crimes being? It's usually like if someone does something racist, says something racist. Usually it's associated with race or, you know, ethnicity. Now, some people might consider attacks against homosexuals as hate crimes. But this is the first time that I've ever read about a hate crime pertaining to drag queens. (laughs)
1: It seemed like when you read the article that the men that went in there were trying to warn the parents and (laughs) kind of help the parents think through, like, why are you letting your kids be in here? This is, you know, who these people typically are. Mm. And it was like, (laughs) okay, they're trying to help protect these kids and other people in there. So yeah, it's interesting how it got twisted so quickly Mm. to being a hate crime.
0: Yeah, because I listened to a video of the actual event here, and you know, so comparing reading the articles covering this, you know, they're talking about how they're making violent threats, and people were afraid of the violence, and and of course, like talking about like throwing hateful uh, slurs and stuff. Like, okay, so these guys they used a slang term for them, but then mostly they kept using the word pedophile Mm -hmm. and telling the parents like, so why are you bringing your children? There's a pedophile here. Why are you bringing your children to have a pedophile read to them? It seemed like the parents would give excuses that were kind of a diversion and these guys are trying to get them to answer a simple question, kind of like a prove me wrong type thing, you know, like, you know who these people are, why are you bringing your children to have them read books to them, (laughs) like just... You know what these people do. What are you doing (laughs) here?
1: I was trying to look up because I know there's a lot of controversy between transgender people and the drags because they're saying like there's a stark difference between them. And so looking that up, it seems like the drag queens are typically the guys. I mean, there are drag kings, but it's not like as popular as the drag queens So it's typically guys just trying to, in a gross way, like, have fun. Like, okay, they're not necessarily thinking, like, oh, deep down inside, I'm really a woman and need to go through all these changes and... It's just guys like trying to get away with as much as they can, trying to like make fun of women and what women are portrayed as. And so, of course, they're going to be more of your typical pedophiler and someone like trying to get access to children and women. Mm -hmm. And that's why this should be on such high alert for parents and for I mean, even police officers to step in and do something and not get frustrated that these men are going in and trying to stop that. Mm. there's probably a sexual offender in here <laughs>
0: yeah and of course once again the police when they're involved now this is california i know the last week's one about the drag the kids to pride you know where they weren't there to read books you know but the police were of course acting more in, against the protesters there and once again in this case it's since it say the police launched a hate crime investigation obviously the police care more about the drag Queens and they do about the kids,
1: and that's a huge problem. I mean, for those kids that are in abusive homes or in bad situations now, it's like you can't even trust law enforcement or rational people. Well, okay, maybe I shouldn't say they're rational people. But before you could kind of count on some of these people to step up and be like, hey, no, we need to protect these kids. We need to get them out of here and have these safety measures in place. And now I feel that all of that has gone to the wayside because they're trying so hard to protect the agenda of (laughs) the Uh, trans and trans. Yeah,
0: agenda of grooming children, (laughs) yeah because this isn't as much as people want to give the excuse that this isn't just some harmless thing you know the intention of these drags are to groom children that's why they set up this organization that's why they want to do this that's why they want to meet children get children used to them and think of them as like just harmless you know women types or looking like women yeah (laughs) but yeah look into this We'll have some interesting questions to think about kind of food for thought, kind of thought experiment here. But yeah, you mentioned Sweetheart, and I want to read a, another little piece of this article. So it says, quote, Attacks against the LGBTQ community and the drag community, which is often mistakenly conflated with the transgender community, have increased across the country, unquote. So it's, it's trying to say, yeah, uh, this is yet another attack against the LGBTQ community. But it's interesting, at first I was thinking they were including the drags in this, but it says against the LGBTQ community and the drag community, but then it's like, wait, what about the drag the kids to Pride last week when, okay, so... I'm guessing so. Pride isn't just about the LGBTQ community; it includes drag or something, you know. But whatever the case, I'm guessing the drags aren't included in the alphabet soup there. But <laughs> but it's interesting that it's like says often mistakenly conflated. So drag queens are often mistaken for transgender and. You know, wonder why. I mean, you know, because it seems like one of those kind of fine lines, because if supposedly people can identify as a different gender than your biology says about you, why can't we consider drag queens as transgendered? Because there's also the term that they use about transitioning, which usually involves physical changes, puberty blockers, things like that to try to make you physically look more like how you identify. But aren't there transgender people who haven't transitioned yet? You know, as is claimed, like, okay, some of them figure out alleged who they are and then they have to eventually go through the transition period but they don't claim to not be transgendered until they've transitioned right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like whatever you identify as so I mean are we trying to say (laughs) that drag queens because they don't claim to identify as the women they try to appear as that that really is the distinction between them and non-transition transgender women whatever (laughs) so it's all about okay it's the only difference can be (laughs) whether you just verbally affirm what you identify as
1: yeah it gets very confusing (laughs)
0: yeah And we're supposed to accept so much stuff as norm when it keeps on changing and words keep on changing meanings. Dictionaries have to keep on being updated every five minutes. And yeah, anyone who can't keep up with this, you know, is potentially a bigot or committing a hate crime or whatever, you know.
1: But I think that's the whole goal for most people with this and supporting it is that they want it to be vague. They want it to keep changing and be whatever you want it to be because they have no absolutes. And they're just trying to contradict anything and everything that God says and how God even made us. And it's just (laughs) one huge deception. And you can just see how evil and deceptive satan has been working in the hearts and minds of people and it's just sickening that it's starting to affect young children yeah. and um just even safety for women now it's just horrible
0: yeah it's like the postmodern war on words the complete breakdown and destruction of language <laughs> words no longer have meaning it's what especially the political elites determine is the definition of words <laughs> And here's a point about that, because of the final quote that I want to get from this article. Quote, Panda Dulce, the drag queen who was reading at the San Lorenzo library, says the incident leaves her feeling unsafe, even in her own home. But she doesn't want to be a victim and allow fear to stop her from doing what she loves, Unquote. So, we saw in the article before that drag queens are confused for transgender people. And what is the difference between them technically is identity, right? Or something like that. So, I'm confused and now drag queens are referred to with female pronouns. So, how do we I don't know, identify these people and we're just told that they're often confused. But, well, how do we not confuse them if we have to use the same pronouns? You know, I'm confused. Someone please help me here.
1: (laughs) Did you see the picture of that Dark Queen? Yeah. (laughs) All right. That person is very manly looking, like for a woman. (laughs) And I just could not help but (laughs) laugh when... (laughs) They said that this person was afraid. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I'm like, man, I think that it could easily take out some uh, men. Yeah. So it's just interesting that they're trying to be all wimpy and. Oh,
0: well, that's I'm that's like, their source you know. of power is to use the power of the state and their victimhood. You know, so yeah. <laughs> if they were to exercise any of the power that they could have of themselves, that would destroy their political power. I don't
1: think it's just so <laughs> demeaning to yeah. women. Oh, yeah. And that's what I want to like get that. into.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Because, <laughs> all right. Yeah, of course, women get scared if like a bunch of guys are making threats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are so many trainings and different things to help women learn how to defend herself <laughs> and how to stand up against men and so I'm like, okay, a woman in that situation would not have acted like mm. that. Oh yeah. So just like so just in your face and um disgracing women and oh, yeah. <laughs> who women are.
0: I'm sure this Panda Dulce, you know, knew full well that these guys weren't going to threaten physically or anything like that. It's all political ploy to try to silence critics because what they really fear is exposure and threats to shut down their profession. That's Mm -hmm. what they're scared of, you know. Yeah. So, (laughs) now i want to do a little thought experiment here because we're talking about drag and transgender and stuff so remember that we mentioned that a hate crime was being investigating in these proud boys guys disrupting and as we mentioned like referring to the drag as a pedophile and stuff like that and so the police are investigating a hate crime against drag queens and said that's the first time ever heard of that kind of thing i don't know of any hate crimes legislation that actually put drag in the definition of it but you know when words can change meaning politics can change i guess written laws themselves probably don't even matter now you know that's just completely fluid but so men who decide to dress like women but still identify as men are their own protected class of people. You know, is that that what we're saying here? That's... (laughs) You know, if I were somehow to just put a wig on, you know, or long haired wig and put makeup on and try to appear to look more feminine, do I become a protected minority class of people for which anyone who would criticize me is committing a hate crime? You know, <laughs> like, it's it's bizarre.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you for not trying. (laughs) Oh
0: goodness! I I tried to show that okay, a simple little (laughs) costume makes people some kind of class of people. Like I, um, I just don't know (laughs) how to deal with this except for this thought experiment that I thought of. So let's do this thought experiment because I'm going to compare drags to some other people and make us wonder if these other people could also qualify as a protected class. So let's think of some men whose job it is to dress up in baggy clothes, wear a colored wig and makeup and perform in front of kids. Would these people be considered their own class of people and potentially be a protected minority class? Well, what I've described to you are clowns. (laughs) You know, Ronald McDonald or the clown that might perform at some birthday parties and make kids laugh or scare some other ones. But, you know, now... How about men whose job it is to dress up in female clothes and wear a long-haired wig and cake on some gothic-looking makeup and perform in front of kids? Are they a protected class of people? Well, these are what we just talked about. Uh, we call them drag queens, but I <laughs> describe them in a, way, in a way that there's a lot of similarities with clowns there. They dress in certain type of clothes. They put on a wig, you know, just like a clown dresses in baggy clothes, puts on some colored wig, puts on makeup. They perform in front of kids. But no one has ever thought of hate crimes against clowns (laughs) or that there's some kind of special class of people. Now, clowns certainly get little love. (laughs) No one really respects or reverences clowns. People often make fun of them and plenty of kids and even many adults are afraid of clowns. Shouldn't we consider clown horror movies like It and stuff as hate speech and discrimination against clowns? You know, I mean, shouldn't they be a protected class of people since they put on costumes to make themselves look different from what they are? (laughs) Now, what's the difference? Because there are a lot of technical similarities there. But clowns have long been considered healthy family entertainment. You know, despite the fact that some people have a phobia of them, they are nevertheless okay for kids who aren't afraid of them. They may dance, do tricks, and tell jokes. Now, a drag queen is a guy in a costume who may dance, but what's the difference? One is targeting and grooming kids for their own fantasies, and the other is not. And if you think I'm wrong about that, show me a drag queen who has a wife with whom he's faithfully committed and doesn't perform in other venues, you know? Because that's not what we're talking about when we talk about drag queens. And, you know, these parents who bring their kids to these drag queen story hours, like, are they really that ignorant of what a drag queen is? They think, oh, this is just funny. This is cute. This is nice and family friendly. These goofy guys who dress up like women. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Or they know what drag queens are and they know what these guys do outside the libraries, and not in front of kids. If they know what these people do, yeah, really, there is no excuse for them to bring kids and make their kids meet and get to know drag queens. Why? Just seriously, why is it necessary for a child's educational experience to have some guy dressed as a woman read the stories? Other people can read stories as we've had before in the past. Why does it have to be drag queens?
1: Although I have to say that there are very sketchy people that will dress up as different characters to also like groom children and <laughs> yeah. stuff. When I did home health care, there was a guy that was a Santa Claus at a mall, and mm-hmm. he was very perverted and disgusting. <laughs> so it yeah. definitely grossed me out. I'm like, oh, he lets kids sit on his lap. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And there's the point there. It's like, if that's who that person is, then you keep your kids away from them. <laughs> Even if other people could dress up as Santa Claus and they're harmless, you know, but the point is you you know if people know that's what this person is like or those employing them or those bringing kids to them you don't intentionally bring it because that's who they're what they're like you know
1: yeah so yeah i'm was thinking that some of that was more obscure and it's hard to say like all clowns or all santa claus people are perverted And that's why they do that. But now with the Dry Queens, it's just kind of more blatant and in your face like, okay, this is their intent. But it just seems like everything is just continually getting worse and more disgusting and more in your face about Mm -hmm. sinful acts. And I mean, we shouldn't be surprised that that's how it's going, but that doesn't mean we should just sit back and say, Oh, it's okay. Let's send our kids there (laughs) that we shouldn't stand up against it because we need to protect our children and the people in our community.
0: Exactly. Sweetheart. And it seems like because these are happening in, pride month and what's that about celebrating certain kind of identity and activity and so it's like the whole point obviously of bringing the kids there it's like people think they have some kind of moral secular religious duty to do that like the reason they're bringing them for that event is because of who's reading the books that's the whole point of it which is you know it's just ridiculous there's no reason you know they're not just going in and, oh whoever happens to read the books you know yeah it's cute you know it's like that's the whole point of the event is who's reading the books and bringing the children specifically for these You know, men dressed as women who do other things, other times, that should have nothing to do with kids. Now, you know, I think it's wrong for them to do what they do anyway, but keep the kids out of it and keep the kids away from these people (laughs) because obviously they're after kids for trying to groom them to get them used to or possibly get to know them later or whatever. I would like to point out in passing, it's not just the fact that it's men dressing as women. It's why they do it. Because you know, I've seen skits or plays or something like that where man might, for goofy, funny skit, dress like a woman or put a wig on and mock the part of a woman, and it's all just innocent silliness and fun, like a com- you know a comedy skit or something. Nothing wrong going on there. They're just you know doing a goofy skit. That's not what drag queens are. I'm Daryl, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the hosts of the
1: What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all asked, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace.
0: So now that we've talked about drag queens and transgender and all this gender confusion and drag queens being referred to by female pronouns and so-called transgender women who are biological men who have so-called transition and they get female pronouns. Drag queens are referred to as with female pronouns and people who change their physical characteristics against their biology who are also get female pronouns and some identifies females and others don't but so here's the question then so just what is a female what is a woman then if yeah these different types of people are referred to with female pronouns so sweetheart um you are a woman (laughs) i know that god created you as a woman in a biblical sense (laughs) so could you define a woman for us (laughs) (laughs) sure
1: (laughs) i think it's amazing just how god created male and female only two genders Mm -hmm. and they are so specifically and detailed and wonderfully made and for the female like the definition of woman is that the woman came from the man and Genesis 2.22, you can see God creating woman. And then looking at different dictionaries, they haven't changed their definition quite yet. I'm sure that's coming next. Mm. Um, But Oxford, Cambridge, they state that a woman is an adult female human. I think the interesting dictionary to look at is the 1828 Webster Dictionary because he used Bible verses and scripture to kind of support the definitions throughout there. And so he said that, again, a woman is an adult female human. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that he says actually a compound word. I know you pointed out like in the English that it's womb, like um, (laughs) the womb where the baby grows and combined with man. And that is a huge distinction between female and male is that the female is able to bear, carry, birth, feed babies, and the male is not able to do that. I know there's been studies and experiments trying to be able to let men carry babies, but <laughs> that's not how God made them. So, and biologically, every single cell in your body mm-hmm. tells yeah. you who God made you to be. Mm. You either have two X chromosomes, which means you're female, or you have the X and Y, which Mm -hmm. means you're male. I know there's chromosome abnormalities that can occur, and you'll have different variations of those. But there are still abilities to distinguish what that is and who God made you. And I think one (laughs) of my favorite verses that I was thinking through this was Psalms 1830. It says, As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. I just think Mm. a lot of times with the transgender stuff and gender identity, that it's people like trying to deny that God made them who Mm. they are, that God made a mistake in how He made them or who Mm. He made them to be. Mm. And this verse is saying, No, God is perfect. And He created you to be a man, He created you to be a woman. And unfortunately with our culture wanting to just deceive and fall into sin so much that it's mm. confusing our children and <laughs> I mean at very young ages. Yeah. It's just so disheartening. Mm. So yeah. Sorry that's kind of a long <laughs>
0: but, but yeah, you so you are you mentioned Genesis one twenty seven where it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So, God created them male and female. And, yeah, that's, <laughs> if you're a man or a woman, or male or female, you are that way because God created you that way. So, God is the one who defines it. And, you mentioned the definition of a woman is an adult human female. <laughs> Or watched matt walsh's what is a woman documentary and yeah so at the end of it after going through all the confusion and talking to all these professionals and stuff they'd say a lot of words but they could not answer the question for him sometimes they would try to avoid it but then eventually at the you know he talks to his wife at the end and asks her the question and then she says an adult human female, you know, here, can you open this jar? <laughs> yeah, so that's what a woman is. Uh, um, certain Supreme Court uh, justices can't um, answer that question because they're not biologists. But dictionaries can, and Matt Walsh's wife can, and you can.
1: <laughs> so I have a test for you. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Scantron, uh, essay, essay. Uh, <laughs> Okay.
1: (laughs) This is a test to determine male and femaleness.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Okay.
1: So, when you look at this color on the wall, what would you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Too bad we don't have this on YouTube, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) If I were to say what color that is. Yes. Now, I'm sure. Okay. I'll say green. (laughs) Yay
1: male <laughs> okay yeah. so okay. what
0: so ask a woman what color is that on the wall
1: well it's definitely closer to like a moss green but it could be a little bit of a sage green even <laughs> yeah it has a lot of the yellow hue in it so i'm thinking that we'll go with the sage green.
0: Mm, okay, there you go. There's <laughs> the most scientific, technical distinction between men and women. There. <laughs>
1: Good job. You passed the male <laughs> test. Passed
0: the male <laughs> test, yeah. <laughs> And you did mention chromosomal abnormalities, but as I was researching before we started recording this episode, even the affirming scientific articles said in no uncertain terms, you know, that someone with XXY or XYY or XXYY, they're all biologically male. And so it wasn't like half male, half female or whatever. So, yeah, your chromosomes do determine your gender. XX is female. And I don't know, sweetheart, is there an XXX (laughs) at all? If there were, that would be female. But if you have at least one Y chromosome, you're male. Regardless of the abnormalities, you are a biological male. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's still that, oh, no binary (laughs) so now when we ask people who don't think in binaries like us (laughs) uh, think biblically about male and female he created them and to ask the question what is a woman and we're talking about the drag queens and the transgender people, it seems like to me that Western culture has turned the word woman into nothing but a costume or some set of outward traits or expressions. Is a drag queen a woman? Well, even if the politics or some politics would say, well, they're not, why is it that article we read referred to the one drag queen with female pronouns? So, if someone puts on a wig and makeup and a dress, does that make him a woman? You know... <laughs> Um,
1: No, sir, it does
0: not. And then, yeah, so-called transgender women who are biological males, whether they've transitioned or not, the current Western politics would say that they're women. So then... The question then is, so just what is a woman if you could be a biological male, but you identify as a woman, exactly what are you identifying as? Now, talking about Matt Walsh again, (laughs) because he has that documentary, What is a Woman?, he earlier before making that documentary and as part of the documentary he showed parts of uh, his appearance on the dr phil show where he was kind of debating transgender people there they were not happy about his stance and his insistence that gender matches your biology and stuff and so he proposed, you know, he's talking about the arguments that were told that transgender women really are women. So then the transgender people were saying, well, they are. And then he said, okay, then what is a woman, you know? And then they're like thinking, you know, sitting there trying to think of how to answer that, you know, it's like, okay, so if transgender women, meaning biological men who identify as women, are women, he asks, like, so what are you identifying as? And and it would become a circular argument, like, as a woman. Well, then, what is that? You know, how many times do we have to ask that question? <laughs> if a biological woman isn't necessarily a woman, a biological man can identify as a woman, what exactly are they identifying as? And if your answer is woman, we're just going around in circles. So what is that? <laughs> In the documentary, that question caused several experts, college professors who teach gender theory, <laughs> like as if they'd never heard that question before. You know, it's the obvious intro question to their field of study. And yet, then they're thinking and pausing for a while trying to figure out how to answer that simple question. But that seems to be what this gender confusion introduces, because then there's no longer an objective standard. There's no longer an objective way to define things. So all this pounding the table insistence saying transgender women are women. Well, what is a woman? (laughs) exactly what are they identifying as if they're not men what is a man you know if they're women well what is a woman then
1: <laughs> so i think it's kind of weird that they don't want to answer that because <laughs> i mean the definition of a woman is an adult female human yeah. So can't they just say that now they're an adult female human
0: and just answer it? Because they have to claim that your biology might not match your gender. That's the whole point of this thing, you know. And so some haven't transitioned and so-called transitioning might involve different stages like taking puberty blockers or, you know, having surgeries that remove some matter or try to have some...
1: Like reconstructive,
0: yeah, reconstructive surgery, or you know, maybe a facelift, maybe a plastic surgery in your face to make it look more feminine, or you know, there's even gender changes, you know, on their body that isn't really, you know, it's kind of more like a fake type thing, you know, like (laughs) to try to look more, but it still doesn't function. It's and we have there's lots of horror stories about that and health problems for that biological men having surgeries to try to make them appear more like a woman, you know, in their gender features. But, you know, it's like a cheap imitation that doesn't even act in a way and it gives them health problems and stuff, you know. So exactly, you know, then what is a woman? (laughs) and what are the you know people who identify as women what is that what are they identifying as well it seems like it's some kind of you know as i said costume stereotype Outward appearance and traits and stuff like it's not a holistic type thing it's only a a perception which seems to be western culture like everything is how you get other people to perceive you and not something that defines you from your innermost person to your whole self. <laughs>
1: So you think that's kind of where a lot of the confusion comes from because they're trying to be something that their whole core Mm. is not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it's almost going against their innate truth, (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I don't know how to describe that, but it just seems like, I mean, so many people are confused when they're trying to figure out the whole gender identity thing and it's Like, okay, no wonder, because God made you to be a certain way, and then when you're trying to contradict who God made you to be, then it is going to be confusing, because God is not the creator of confusion, but he wants us to know what truth is, he wants us to know the right path, what right and wrong is, he wants us to have peace, he wants us to have clarity. And it makes you have compassion for people that are going through this Mm -hmm. in a way because it's just so evident of how much they need Christ in their life Mm -hmm. and how much they're like fighting against Um, God made them who they are. The
0: definitely, sweetheart.
1: So next time we'll have to talk a little bit more about some of the amazing characteristics that God oh, made yeah. in males and females and just how distinct, like, down to—I mean, mm. of course, like, each cell is distinct in males and females, but there's so much that— yeah. God made in us to say, okay, this is how a female functions, and this is how a male functions, and He did that with purpose, and
0: mm, yeah, <laughs> it
1: just it makes everything work. And I don't know; I think it's amazing to research all of that. Yeah, and then sure. I think you have something <laughs> to add for our next episode too. That's a little more disheartening, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. Because I mean, we talked about I mentioned like surgeries that try to make people make believe that they're changed gender but you know you said that to your very core like even to the chromosomes to your cell structures like every tiny little component of you, you know, all the building blocks of you and all the as we'll talk about you know later how many the differences there are between male and female like it's not a costume it's not just an outward perception of you know makeup and a wig and stuff it's not just trying to look a certain way you know male and female are defined in such a way that it from the macro to the micro of your being <laughs> to the cells it's it's incredible just how much god in nature says you are a male and here 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 and here and everywhere and you are a female down to the cell <laughs> I just want to read a few Bible passages to talk about women, you know, in the Bible, how God thinks of women. Like, not some goofball wearing a dress and a wig and reading stories to kids. This doesn't fit the description of what is a woman, you know, in the Bible. So, Proverbs 31, where Solomon or King Lemuel here writes. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Verse ten. Verse twenty six. As she openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. These are womenly traits. I <laughs> you know, think that this is the way God designed for women from their biology to their traits that they would demonstrate, not like the dancing, cross-dressing freaks, but, you know. Verse 28, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. You know, that's that's what I would say from the Bible Is goes along with the definition of what is a woman. <laughs> Describes the personality, the manifestation of the traits of a woman. And verses 30 through 31, comparing that to what we've read earlier, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. You know, the work, not the works of, you know, dancing in front of children in a bar or putting on Gothic-like makeup to try to, Put on this display of a certain perception of women from perverted men. You know, that's not what the Bible says about women. It's not a costume. It's the works of her hands that are praiseworthy, that her husband and children praise her. That's how the Bible describes womanhood. <laughs> and do the drags and the transgender people, do they try to emulate that? as their identity of being a woman speaking wisdom being praised by husband and children and beauty is vain in this sense not the worldly wisdom of trying to express so called beauty and getting people to have some kind of attraction you know with a a costume and stuff but let her works praise her (laughs) so we hope that We've given some food for thought as we've continued... Pride Month coverage and looking at some articles and stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso as we look more at the confusion of Pride Month and its war on women and children and the family and the Bible and
1: and happy <laughs> post Father's Day. Oh yes, Father's yeah. Day is, was yesterday. Oh yeah,
0: as a, um, you know, um, as you're listening to this, you know. <laughs> As we're recording this, this is um, a Saturday night, but you know, as you're listening to this, it's at least the Monday after um, Father's Day, so we hope that you had a good Father's Day. <laughs>
1: yes, and happy Father's Day to you, babe. You're an awesome dad to our kiddos and a great husband to Aww. me, so thank you.
0: Thank you, sweetheart, and you're an awesome wife and mother, and you are a true woman, according to the Bible. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And you are a true male. <laughs> yes. You can see green. <laughs> I, I can see
0: green and uh, moss green. <laughs> <laughs> Aw,
1: I love you. <laughs> I love
0: you, sweetheart, and, oh. and um, God bless. <laughs>